This is Digital Marketing Fastlane. This podcast will show you how to build, launch, grow, and scale a widely successful online business. Listen to real conversations with proven practical strategies and success stories. You're going to learn how to generate more traffic, more sales, more profit, and customer lifetime value for your online store. Coming to you from the online marketing experts at Voy Media, here's your host, Kevin Urrutia. Hey everyone, thank you for joining. I'm here with Sohair Ghanem, the Queen Boss e-commerce podcast. Hey Sohair, how, how are you today? I'm good, Kevin. How are you? Good. I'm excited to have you on. I want to, you know, learn more about you and, you know, kind of your whole ideology behind your whole Queen Boss uh, company. <laughs> so can you tell us, you know, what does Queen Boss mean to you? Well, first of all, I'm excited to be here. So thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. Uh, Queen Boss, Queen Boss came from uh, my journey as an entrepreneur. So it's like, okay, so for many, many years, I was really on hustle mode and doing it all on my own and wanting to be, you know, like the boss basically, right? And I was handling... A lot of things, two businesses, my nine to five, uh, really high profile nine to five, where I was working as a team manager, uh, whether it was for Microsoft or Apple. And I was really full, full on onto everything that I was doing until, until I hit a burnout situation, very, very nasty one. It was around 2017. And so that really pushed me to slow down and understand that self-care is so, so, so important. <laughs> Definitely important when it comes to life in general, but most especially when you're handling businesses and many things at the same time. So with that, I went into a journey of self-discovery and, you know, I, I went like, I opened up my spirituality and things like that. And I discovered that, you know, the, the feminine and the masculine energy that basically are, are in, inside each one of us as a human being. And so I discovered that I was too much on my masculine energy and not enough on my feminine energy in my life in general. And this is why, this is why I burnt out. This is why I gave it all into my businesses, into my work and none in me, basically. So I went into a journey of uh, self-nurturing and things like that. And so based on that, queen is like the feminine energy that you need as a woman to just rise up and be the best version of yourself. And the boss is like the masculine energy that you need to implement and get things going in your business and in your life in general. So this is where it came from. Great. And then do you think that like with the sort of like, you know, messaging that you have Queen Boss, it really helps you relate to maybe some of the businesses or brands that you work with? Absolutely. Like majorly I work with uh, female entrepreneurs and this is something that they also go through. Like e-commerce in general is a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And what I do in my own e-commerce is that I, I produce fashion and I produce products. I do them. It's not drop shipping where I'm like, okay, you know, passive income and I'm not doing anything. And it's the same thing with the women that I work with. They create their own products. So 
try to top all that together and see how much work that is that you have to create your product and then you have to handle the rest of your business, the marketing that is constant. You have to uh, deal with people that you need to work with, partners and things like that finding the right people to do this for you, which takes also a very long time, take the time to train them. And then on the top of all these, you have to take care of yourself as a person. And most of women that I serve have kids, so they have to have this in their lives. They have to think about their kids. And add on the top of that, uh, their relationship with their husband, that's a lot of work. And so if, if you don't learn to balance all this stuff in a holistic way in a way that is healthy then you will burn out just like I did and this is exactly why I think the the clients that I have these days are coming to me because they feel that uh, I can show them how to balance these things and this is what I do now yeah and then, yeah so for you when you're working I guess for you when you're working with a client or a brand or a founder you're really not just helping them with their business. You're really help, helping them with their mindset, how they do, yeah. what they, how they should be thinking about life, how they should think about business. Yeah. And then, so sort of for you, have you found that to be super helpful in seeing them increase profits for their stores or websites once they sort of get their life in check? Sure thing. So obviously, even if, for example, you just want to focus on business and you just want to be a business coach, for example, you will see that life get in the way and it happens for absolutely everybody especially when you have kids as I mentioned before sometimes you're just working and you know especially when you're working from home then the kids will be there at some point and you have to balance these things and it's not just that it's in general I think the way that I see it um, in my work in general, everything that I do is based around psychology and human psychology. So marketing is based around psychology. Branding experience, which I specialize in, is based on psychology. And so once you deal with, with um, entrepreneurs, you know that mindset is like the first thing that we need to work on. And so NLP is something that I, I was very uh, passionate about for many years, and I decided to go ahead and implement that in my skill set. So basically, when, when I work with somebody, and I, I found out that they have a lot of blocks, and it's not just in, in their personal lives, but it's like, it's, it's the self-belief that they have in themselves. Can I do this? Mm -hmm. um, who am I to do this? At some point, these, these thoughts come to any type of entrepreneur out there. And it's like, what I do is like, you know, the clients that I serve are, are in the fashion industry. They are in the accessories, in the home, uh, home industries, uh, lifestyle in general, beauty products, etc. And so um, there are women or even men who want to sell high end. And in terms, like when it comes to selling high end, you always have this, okay, who am I to sell high end? You know, it's like, can I charge this much? I mean, the product that I produce right now, is it worth that much? And so this is something that comes up a lot, especially with creative entrepreneurs, is that they, they operate from their creativity. And so once they create something that is beautiful and that definitely help people is that they have they have this struggle with marketing you know doing the marketing for that product and pricing it the right way and so it comes to 
can I charge this much? Is it worth this much? And so behind that, there's a, psych there's, there's, there's a limiting belief that, that, that says, you know, okay, maybe you shouldn't charge this much. Maybe it's not that much because, you know, like it's, it's simple work or whatever, you know what I mean? And so I found that that's, that's the number one thing that comes, comes up with them. It really is around these, uh, these mindset struggles. And so obviously, once you pass that, uh, I see my client going from, who am I to charge this to, hell yeah, I deserve it. <laughs> so yeah, when you see this, then obviously it gets them to do the thing. It builds the self-confidence to trust and be like, okay, you know what? Yeah, I'm doing this. What I'm doing is amazing. And so they go for it. They, they put themselves out there. And so obviously it generates revenue for their business, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So I think what you were saying is it's similar to what all entrepreneurs face. I mean, even I face it and I'm sure you've probably faced it too. What we like to call is imposter syndrome. Absolutely. Where, yeah. where exactly what yeah. you, just, you don't believe that you should be here in this position and it's just a mental hurdle. Um, yeah. What if some take, I know you described how like after the, after entrepreneur gets over that hurdle, they increase in sales, revenue will feel much better. What is one technique or method that you would say, that you do with your clients to help get over this or how, how does, how should someone think about getting over this sort of mental hurdle? Sure thing. So um, it's like a process that I have with my, with my clients basically. And I call that the permission to profit. So it, it has a lot of, um, a lot of psychology behind it and it, it's in five steps. So first of all, the first step is the self-discovery. So we go really deep into uh, discovering their brand, what they're doing. We are going into <clears throat> their self-discovery as a person and all of the stuff that, you know, makes them want to be an entrepreneur, like what are their missions, their value and things like that, the, really the, the foundations. And so then what I do is that I, I make them go through exercises to discover their ideal customers. And so these, these exercises, as I said earlier, they are psychology based. And so it really gets them to understand who they are serving as well as understanding who they are. And so based on that, then we move on to the next step, which, which as this, at this stage, they already feel more comfortable and more confident to come up and do the things that they wanna do. And so the next stage is really, as I said, understanding from understanding the customer is understanding what type of experience, what type of brand they want to experience, what do they want exactly, and creating this branding experience around that. And so that is the next step. So that's like the branding, right? And then the next step again is like, okay, who do you have to be as a business? Who do you have to be as an entrepreneur? What do you have to do every single day in order to be able to provide this? in order to be able to create this business, this brand, right? So that, and the very last step, we go on to checking and creating a holistic system in their business. Mm -hmm. So what I know is that a lot of entrepreneurs, e-commerce entrepreneurs, basic, basically, when, they, when they're new or anything like that, and they just come out and they jump directly into the system. They jump directly into the website. They jump directly into the funnels and the Facebook advertisement without asking themselves all those questions. Mm -hmm. And so they get stuck in that and they get stuck in the to do things, whereas they forget about 
the creation of the brand, which is the essential into bringing people to you. This is, um, you know, this is the, the difference between being out there and selling hardcore selling and creating a brand, you know, like uh, inbound marketing. So you are bringing people naturally to you because you stand out in what makes you unique, your branding, your, your mission, your, your, your products, your, your experience in itself. And yeah. so then people are coming to you. So I work on those five steps and, and like generally within the first few exercises, I really see the shift. And so their brand at the same time is, is changing mm -hmm. and their business is changing and even it impacts the way that they create their products because they know exactly who they are serving. So they, they really adjust their, you know, the quality of their products, how their products are going to be used because they know exactly who they are serving and what they need. And so obviously it increases everything like in terms of uh, working faster, working better uh, and generating more revenue. So this is what I do. Perfect. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, to some points you were saying, we have some clients here where they want to, they create a product for kids and they want to have all moms or parents get a copy of it and it costs money. And they want to get it out, out there. But when we advertise, I guess, on Facebook, the cost per acquisition is just way too high for that cheap yeah. price point that they want to sell it at. And then we always tell them, hey, like, you might need to increase the price. And they push back saying, hey, like, I don't want it to be expensive. But we're telling them, hey, like, if we can actually profitably acquire you new customers, your product's going to get out there. More people are going to see your messaging. More people are going to understand what you're trying to sell to them. And you're not doing it in a sleazy or selling way. You're doing it in a way because you want it to just extend your message, extend your products and services. That way people can know more about you and your brand. And sometimes it is that mental hurdle where they don't want to increase the price because they're like, hey, like it's, it's just too much. I wouldn't pay this much for it. But we're like, hey, you created something really valuable. And it's sometimes, yeah, like we need to increase the price. And like you said before, it's a lot of mental hurdle. Then you have to coach them and understand them and teach them. Um, different things, but that's, that's amazing um, that you have a whole plan and process for that. And usually how long does that take? Like, you know, from step one to, I guess, you know, step five that you're describing about. Yeah, I do have a program but that it depends on, it depends on who I work with. Uh, the, like, I don't work with a lot of clients at the same time privately. Um, that's not my thing. I have the academy where people can come on and do the things that they, you know, learn from the program and all the things. And that can just take a, a few, a few weeks all together to go through the things. But that's not what I, I prefer, honestly. And even if you ever uh, thinking, you're ever thinking of signing up for the academy, what the academy is set up in a way that I give you actionable steps. So it's not a course where you actually sit down and digest all the things and then be like, Oh, wow. So it's like step by step. I want you to go out there and implement the things that I'm telling you to do. And so this is why I really adjust to the person I'm working with. Um, I have clients who really want to take it bite sized because it's otherwise it's too much for them and others who want to fast track it. So I really adjust myself to, to who I am working with and this is how I work best. So if you're like, for example, someone who, who's ready and you have the time also, you know, and willing to do the things and you 
you know, all the, all your resources in place to do these things, right? Then it will not take more than three months. Like this is the thing that I, I want to implement. Like I'm someone who implements things, things fast because I don't have children. For example, I'm only married, which is already a lot of work, but like I, in general, right? It, it really depends on your lifestyle and is like how, how much time and uh, yeah, and willingness you're, you're willing to go through things, you know, and ready and you have all the resources behind you. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, perfect. I want to, you know, just peel back the layers a little bit. How did you get into like psychology, NLP? Where did that interest stem from, you know, and, and sort of how did you go ahead about learning that stuff? And, and then how did you then realize that you can apply that to businesses and e-commerce, especially that since that's what you mostly work with, you know, where did that sort of stem from? <laughs> so basically back in the days when I was in high school, I already knew I wanted to be an e-commerce entrepreneur. So it was that far long ago. <laughs> and uh, I, so I studied marketing and marketing that was, uh, we had a subject where it was about consumer psychology. So it's directly from, from the very beginning. And so I discovered NLP pretty later uh, around the time where I was working for eBay, where like generally like my real e-commerce experience started. Uh, somebody told me about that. And in eBay, we had personal development uh, programs and things like that. So they were very much inclined into pushing you to think about those things. And we had, uh, we had uh, trainings around, uh, around soft skills. And when you are dealing with soft skills, you deal with consumer psychology and you deal with psychology altogether. So it, it was a journey, but it was like, it's been years. I've been years into this. <laughs> Perfect. And then sort of like after that, you kind of just took it over. And then, you know, how did you realize that, you know, after you left your job that you wanted to, you know, make your own website, make your own sort of brand around this sort of thing? How did that sort of come up for you? Sure. So basically from, from my corporate uh, journey to where I am today, it, like I always wanted to have my own e-commerce. So that is something like I wanted to become an entrepreneur since I was a child. <laughs> so, and so in my journey of doing this, uh, people saw me evolving and they were asking questions like uh, career related questions and business and marketing related questions and so before I knew it I kind of had clients coming to me and working with me through word of mouth recommendations and so before I knew it I had a second business like I was handling my nine to five and then I was handling my e-commerce and I was planning to leave my nine to five to be full-time in my e-commerce and people were coming to me. So I was helping them. And then I realized, you know what? I, it's a second business. And so just treat it like that. And I registered the business and I created my website and now <laughs> this is it. <laughs> okay, perfect. And do you still, you said you're running like your e-commerce brand. Are you still running that, correct? Your e-commerce? Uh, yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. So right now it's, it's in the, the stage of being relaunched. Um, I was majorly selling uh, modest fashion for female, uh, female entrepreneur, female, professional female, right? That was like my, my persona, my target customers. But like now I want to, I feel like I want to go more street style a little bit more and like between street style and corporate uh, gears. So basically outfits. So like right now I'm rethinking it and uh, I will probably also add uh, an e-commerce um, drop shipping <laughs> on my other um, platforms. So yeah. 
And then for something like that, like some people might say, oh, like, do you consider that sort of like a pivot, a change in direction for the company? Um, some people might not want to restart again. Sort of, you know, was that something that you know, like, hey, I still want to do this e-commerce thing. I just want to restart because I'm, I just learned something new that wasn't working. Or um, how do you think about that? As like, you know, sometimes entrepreneurs uh, get upset and say, oh, I don't want to uh, kill my old project and start something new. I've already went through the trouble, troubles and tribulations. But you seem like excited that you want to do something different. You know, how, what did that come from? Like excitement, I guess, to, you know, keep, keep going, keep doing your business. <laughs> I'm just a really passionate about it. Like I love it so much and I don't see my life without it. Um, I'm a creative person and I love creating fashion. This is like, this is the thing that I love the most in life. So I, I don't see myself stopping even if I, it, it, like the collections that I have launched, they all sold out and I love what I do. Uh, I don't want to, like I could be doing more of it and having so much more money out of it is I'm not that type of person, honestly, that's not how I think. I'm just, I just want to do the things that I love to do that really bring me passion and make me feel good. And this is how I create the best products. Mm -hmm. And this is how I know that I'm able to sell out my product because I really take time into those things. Like it matters for me. So I know a lot of people are like, um, you know, trying in, to get into e-commerce and then they fail. Um, it happened to me before. I'm not gonna lie, it happened to me before. It was back in 2013. Um, I was working as a, as a team manager in Microsoft and I was handling so many people in general and we had lunches coming like very regularly and it was very demanding. I loved it, I was successful at it and I really loved it, but it wasn't what I wanted to do eventually. And so I tried to launch uh, my first uh, e-commerce selling fashion still. And uh, it didn't work because I didn't have the time nor the energy for it. And so I went through, you know, having extra, um, extra inventory in my hands for quite some time and not knowing what to do with it. But like, it was, it, these were, were not my products. So it, they were products that I bought that I thought women could like or things like that. So I was really trying to find, you know, uh, what other people wanted where it, instead of focusing on what I wanted to sell, right? And so it didn't work this way either. And I found ways to get rid of the inventory. And I was like, yeah, thank you. Nice waste of time and things like that. But I knew that this is not what I wanted to do. So it wasn't the way that I wanted to do it. So like I went back into it and it's like, you know what, you will, you will find sometimes where entrepreneurs, I know it happens a lot, especially at the very beginning. I have a lot of e-commerce entrepreneurs coming to uh, contact me via direct messages on Instagram and being like, uh, I've opened my, my e-commerce two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and no one is buying and I don't know what to do. And I'm thinking of closing and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. slow down. You know, uh, entrepreneurship is a journey. I don't know who, uh, whomever out there made you think that it was going to be easy. And I know, especially when you get into drop shipping, that you have so many e-commerce gurus out there saying, yeah, you don't need money to launch your business. You don't need time. And why are you launching a business even if you, if you don't want to put your time and if you don't want to put your money into it, like who are you thinking you're going to fool? 
you're, you're sell, you want to sell products to people. You, you should care for those products and you should care for these people. Yeah. Integrity is number one. And so I understand that you might just need an extra income. Get another job or I don't know. <laughs> but don't get into business if you are not ready to handle it, you know? Yeah. Because otherwise you'll just fall, you will fall flat on your face and then you will feel like shit, you know? Yeah, it totally makes sense. Like exactly what you're saying. When someone does an e-commerce business, they think it might be easy. It's going to be quick cash. I'm going to be drop shipping. Yeah. But that doesn't last long. And those people are, are, yeah, they might be successful. We know people that do that right now. But you want to yeah. build, we also people, you want to build a business and company that you're proud to tell your friends and family. And I Absolutely. think that is a key part for a lot of people. And it does take money. It does take time. And exactly what you said, that's why they need people like yourself to help and coach because it is mentally draining sometimes and you don't have somebody yeah. to support you. And that's why people like yourself are so important. And I always tell people like, you always need a coach or a mentor. Um, look at the best NBA players in the world. They still need coaching. And yeah. we're, we're just starting an e-commerce thing. And, and these other like, superstars, like players, been playing since they were eight. E-commerce, some people just started two years ago. Like, you don't know possibly everything. And, and that's why, yeah. Um, exactly what you said. Uh, building a brand is hard, and you want to build it with integrity. And that takes time, money, and effort. Um, yeah. yeah, I have another question. So you're, you're well connected in this e-commerce space. How do you think of e-commerce, you know, in 2019, e-commerce is retail, sort of, how do you see those things playing, playing out? And how, what do you advise your, your, your entrepreneurs that you work with? So um, here's the thing. Uh, the, the people that I work with, as I mentioned before, they're creative people. And they're not really so much in the tech. Mm-hmm. And no matter what you sell, in general because you're in e-commerce okay you might think i'm a fashion designer i sell fashion i am uh, i create beauty products uh this is what i am you know if you ask someone who in what industry they are they will tell you this is what i do but they all forget to understand that they are also in the tech industry because they are an e-commerce they are merging two industries together and so once you understand this you also have to be aware of a few things technology is extremely important and as an entrepreneur on e-commerce you have to take it on yourself to understand the technology even if you don't want to do the things on your own you still need to understand how things work so basically you will know what you know what is the natural next step and in order to do this you have to keep up with technology and yes it's just like fashion trends it changes every single day and so this is the way it is the future of technology what is the future of technology it's voice voice research alexa siri these type of things ceo seo sorry is going to change and it's not going to be the same way you have to be on mobile and it has to work very fast you have to understand that what will separate you from others in the very in the in the next few years like i'm talking 2020 meaning next week next year sorry and and so on and so forth technology is going to pivot so fast that if your website and if you do is too outdated and unfortunately there are so many websites e-commerce websites mm-hmm that I see people coming to me, they show me their website and I'm like, wow, it looks like a website from early 2000s. This is not possible. Like you're not, you're not current. You, you have to keep up with your website. 
It's not because you have done it at the beginning that it has to stay the same way. Yeah. I was talking with one of my clients just yesterday and I told her this, I told her, listen, your, you know, Zara, for example, because it, it speaks to them, <laughs> Zara, the, the, the fashion brand, they launch um, a fashion collection every 10 days, every 10 days. So what it means, it means that every 10 days they have to refresh the, the outlook of their store inside. And so for you on your website, it should be the same every single time that you are launching something new, you have to update your website. It's a new season, it's a new year, you have to update the layout of your website, you have to refresh things, you know, and keep things current with the current technology. Your website is not something that you do and it's set and this is it. It's like something that you will always need to work on and this is part of the game. So yeah. be in the tech. <laughs> yeah, being in the tech, it's sort of exactly what you said. A lot of clients that we have too, they just never update their website. Even though they're converting really well, you still want to do a refresh or redesign. And yeah. it's most, most websites just need to look better. And, and sort of what tech, do you, what tech or advice do you tell clients to get? You know, do you use Shopify? Do you use BigCommerce, WooCommerce? What type of, do you give advice on that for your, for your clients? So I know that like the way that I explain it is that you need to use the technology you're most comfortable with, but don't stay at that. It's like the reason why I choose uh, WordPress and WooCommerce self-hosted all that, you know, is that uh, at some point I, I can just change it the way that I want and I want to be able to adjust the technology to the experience that I'm trying to give. And as I said earlier, you're in the tech, so you have to kind of always redesign your buyer's journey to the way that how can I make it easier for them to buy? How can I use merchandising for them to increase the, the, the total value of their cart? How can I get them to be happy with their experience on the website? And it's all about user experience, customer's journey, buying experience, this type of thing. So you have to adjust the technology to this. And so if you, if you don't have the means to get someone to code your website, WooCommerce and WordPress, this is what I would definitely advise to use. Okay, perfect. Another question I have for you is, you know, where do you go to sort of, you know, get your inspiration about branding, about psychology, about e-commerce? You know, how do you, how do you learn? How do I learn? I learn from a lot of different sources. <laughs> Internet is vast and I, yeah, I read books from time to time. I'm not that good at reading books. I like audiobooks. I like podcasts. Um, YouTube is, the, is, a, is a major part for me. Uh, searching on the, on the web on authority websites, uh, staying current, receiving, you know, uh, staying updated with receiving the newsletters from certain, I, I really put the, the emphasis on certain websites, not all of them. And, you know, staying current is like, it's a, it's a game that you have to play every day. You, you learn every day as an entrepreneur, but you kind of have to also take yourself out of it in a way that trust yourself because you will know what is the next best thing to do what is the next natural thing to do and so i ask for guidance to god to you know show me the show me the path what comes up for me what is the next best thing i should do it's like it's it's inward and outward at the same time but what i'm trying to say is that don't stay in a mode where you're always learning 
you have to go and practice. You have to go and search, always search for new things, but take the time to implement and do the things and see how it goes. Okay, perfect. And then another, I have just two more questions. What, how do you think of like the podcasting medium? And I know you've been doing it for three seasons now. How, how, how have you liked it? Has, how has it helped you? I love it so, so much. It's like for many years I was on YouTube and it was a hassle for me too. I love create, I love editing video. I don't like creating videos. <laughs> and so it was a lot of work and a lot of hassle for pretty much very, very poor return. And what I did is that, okay, like I knew I needed to put content on there. And so I, I decided to go for the podcast route. And so I treated this like in a very specific way is like, I took the time to create the best content that I could for the launch. Um, I, it, when it was created, I was like, okay, I'll go back onto it. How can I make it better? How can I make it better until I was satisfied with it? And so when I was ready to launch, I took about a month to really do the promotion around it and, you know, bring up the excitement, just like what you would do to, you know, launch your product or launch your e-commerce. And so it was, wow, when it came out, like a lot of listeners and podcasts are just really hot these days. So everyone wants to listen to podcasts. And I understood something is that the, the person that I want to work with doesn't have the time to sit up and watch YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. She's on the go. He's on the go. Needs something to listen quick, straight to the point. And I think that this is what it, it, it was a mix of quality content being, uh, you know, adjusting to who I'm trying to target mm -hmm. and doing, you know, doing the launch and promoting it correctly. And so this is how, like, I saw a boom and it was like always, always rising and rising and the numbers keep rising. And I'm like, I'm not even trying anymore to promote my, my episodes right now. Like I was really hardcore at the beginning. It's like releasing two episodes per week mm -hmm. and I was a lot onto it. And now I'm like, okay, I'll just record an episode whenever I want and the people are still there. <laughs> yeah, listeners are over there. Okay, perfect. And then, you know, last question, I just want you to talk a little bit about, you know, where can our listeners connect with you? Maybe tell them a little bit about your e-commerce Queen Boss Academy, your 2019 mastermind. Um, you know, where can they go to, you know, join some of your programs that you might have or, you know, listen to your podcast? Absolutely. So if you want to listen to the podcast, it's the e-commerce queen boss podcast. You can find it on like any podcast application uh, for the website is the queen boss academy.com. And uh, the academy in itself is, is a self-study. So you can go with the self-study and uh, start learning from, for, about all the things that I mentioned in this episode, honestly, and I will keep on adding. I, I always add content. I refresh uh, the content into it and I keep it, uh, you know, uh, relevant to what's happening today. Uh, you can join the mastermind if you want to have an access to me. As I said, I don't work with a lot of people. So the mastermind is always restricted to up to 10 people. I want to be able to give my best uh, to the people who are joining. And yeah, the mastermind is where we actually, you, you get to ask me questions and I, I don't let you get out of the call and, until you don't have any questions left. And always my last question is like, how can I support you best until our next call? And so we have a Facebook group. If you want to do things, you know, like keep on asking questions after the call or things like that. And so this is how you can work with me uh, the most accessible way if you want to work with me on one-on-one -on -one, then uh, I work with you privately and I spend 
from one month to three month with you and we do everything together that means that it's like hiring me as your creative director for the time that we work together uh, also as your as your mindset coach or things like that you know because i as i mentioned i cover all of that and you can have access to this and uh, I help you on the PR level of your, uh, of your marketing campaign. Basically, I, push, I help you push your uh, product in front of the press uh, on very large uh, publication, ABC, CBC, CBS, Fox, etc. So I'm really huge on PR. Facebook advertisements are part of what I do, but I really believe more, much more in PR than the rest and word of mouth recommendations this is why i i work with my clients on branding experience because branding experience is what makes people recommend your product around them and this is what fortune 500 companies are doing this is how they are so big and so successful into what they are doing user experience branding experience customer experience call it the way you want is still the same thing so this is me and if you want to just chat i'm available on instagram e-commerce queen boss podcast <laughs> thank you so much sahir and yeah everybody check out her podcast e-commerce queen boss she just released her newest episode this month it's on how to get returning customers into your e-commerce business so everybody should go and check that out <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you so much for this. And thank you, everyone. <laughs> this week's episode of Digital Marketing Fastlane was brought to you by the performance marketing experts at Voy Media. Join us again next time as we'll be bringing you more tips, techniques, and know-how to make your online business the very best that it can be. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, we'd love to hear them on Twitter at Voy Media. Thank you.